The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Heavenly Father, we bless you. We thank you, Lord. You've brought us to the midpoint of this, um, this month, this first month of the second half of the year. And we are so grateful and so, so glad to know that the same way you have kept us up until this very moment, you're going to keep us till the very end of this year. And we ask again that you send your word to us this morning. Touch us one and all. Let us hear your voice. And let us lay hold on the wisdom we need for this season. In Jesus' mighty name, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. I'm just going to pick it up from where we left off last week. We started talking about wisdom. We talked about the fact that the new creation already has wisdom. And we are really looking at wisdom that will aid our total life transformation. And I'm going to start this morning by asking a very powerful question. Are you wise? Yes, are you wise? Now, I come in peace. I don't mean to offend anyone. I don't mean to be rude or anything. Um, it's a rhetorical question, really. You need to ask that question and answer it for yourself, not for anyone else. Are you wise? I believe one of Satan's greatest tricks is to convince you that you can never do something foolish or you can't be foolish. Um, we know as a Christian, the nature of wisdom is in you. We are asking this question in relation to you making wise or foolish choices and how well you are doing that in the different aspects of your life and the different situations of your life. Are you wise? And I want us to use this text to examine that question this morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, if you can open that portion of the Bible with us from verse 13. Ecclesiastes 9 and 13. Um, this is Solomon speaking, the preacher. This wisdom I have also seen under the sun, and it seemed great to me. There was a little city with few men in it, and a great king came against it, besieged it, and built snares around it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man. Take note of that phrase. I'm going to come back to it in a moment. There was found in it a poor wise man, and by his wisdom, he delivered the city. Glory be to God. Yet, no one remembered that same poor man. Verse 16. Then I said, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. And in verse 17, very important um, piece of instruction here. Words of the wise spoken quietly should be heard rather than shouts of a ruler of fools. We live in a very, very loud generation, a lot of noise on social media. And you really need to learn to not just listen to the loudest person, but you, you listen to the words of the wise. Let, let me start with, um, with this concerning that text. That phrase there, um, a wise poor man, it's, it's, it's an oxymoron really. The oxymoron of someone being wise and being poor at the same time. It, it shouldn't happen. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 18 says, Riches and honor are with me, 
enduring riches and righteousness. And that was wisdom speaking there. Um, the ideal thing should be that if you are walking in wisdom and exercising wisdom like that man was in that text, you should not be poor. But you see, things like this happen, and they happen because we live in a fallen world. Since Adam fell, this world has just gone upside down, and certain things that should not happen, like someone being wise and being poor at the same time, they are now beginning to happen. Um, secondly, there's a devil on the loose, and Satan is not the kind of devil that says, oh, you have wisdom, so I will back off, and I will not tempt you with foolishness. In fact, the fact that he knows you have wisdom may be the very reason why he's now tempting you and attacking you to make foolish decisions. The fact that he knows that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, now that you are born again, may be the very reason why he's tempting you to sin. The fact that he knows that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed may be the very reason he's afflicting your body with sickness and disease. And you just need to learn to walk in the wisdom of God every time the devil attacks you to compromise who you really are to respond the right way. This is what the Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 to 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom we may devour. What are you to do? Verse 9, resist him in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Praise God. That text we read in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, I believe it paints a picture of today's believer and also today's church. Here was this wise man, and that's who we are as Christians. We have the wisdom of God, we have the nature of wisdom, and he was able to save the city, but yet he was still poor. You know, the Bible in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we won't have the time to read this, from verses 1 to 12, um, Apostle Paul was teaching there and talking about the fact that if the devil, the man of lawlessness, had his way, he would have destroyed the world by this time. But then, there is he that is restraining him, referring to the church. And I believe the church is the one saving the world at this time. If the church wasn't here, things would be far worse than it is in this world today. But because there is a church, a body of people that can resist the devil and pray against the devil and exercise the power of God against the devil, things are not as bad as they could be. And that time is coming when the church will be taken away and raptured from this world, and then all hell will really break loose. So that picture of a man that saved the city is the picture of a church, is the picture of the believer. But yet, there was a part of his life, even though he had wisdom to save the city, he didn't have the wisdom to prosper in his life. And it's not like the wisdom wasn't there. It's that he just wasn't applying it. If that man had used the wisdom he used to save the city, the wisdom of God, and applied it concerning prosperity in his life, he would not have been poor in that aspect of his life that Solomon was talking about that he was poor. And that's the wisdom Solomon was talking about here. He learned a lesson. And this is the lesson, and I want to go into that this morning. Master how to apply divine wisdom in every significant aspect of your life. Don't just have wisdom to be able to save the city. Have wisdom for your finances. 
have wisdom for your health. You see, these discussion panels we are having, we were looking at three major topics. We, are, we looked at your finances, your job, your career. You need to have wisdom in that area of your life. Today, we talked about your relationships. You need to have wisdom concerning your relationships. Don't have wisdom for your career and not have wisdom for your marriage. Don't save your career and not be able to save your marriage. And also next week, we're going to be talking about wisdom for your health. Learn to walk in divine wisdom for the different significant aspects of your life. And that is required if you are going to walk in total life transformation. We are talking about every aspect of your life, total life. Not that you have wisdom to be spiritual, but you don't have wisdom for good health. No, total life transformation. Be that person that can save the city and can also save his prosperity and be prosperous in every aspect of your life. Praise God. So really, the question I want to ask this morning is, are you any wiser today? Are you wiser? You know, the, the real truth is that many of us, we have the wisdom of God operating in certain aspects of our lives. And then there are other aspects, like that man we read about in Ecclesiastes chapter 9. We are not applying the wisdom of God like we ought to. And what we need to do, this is how you become wiser. Those areas of your life where by the grace of God, the power of God, and the wisdom of God, you've been able to establish victory, learn to take that same wisdom to the different areas of your life and begin to get results. The times we are in, this time of global crisis, demand for you to be wiser. They demand for you to be able to use the wisdom of God in every area of your life. And that's what we are talking about. And that's how you are going to have total life transformation. You look at those areas where you seem to be getting negative results or not satisfactory results, and you take the wisdom of God that you already have or that you are learning and begin to apply it in the other areas, and you will get more results. That's how you become wiser. And really, that's how you demonstrate that you're a wise person. Don't stay with, oh, I have wisdom to save the city, and yet you are poor. It's not the wisdom that God wants you to operate in. So I want to remind you again, if you are born again, if you are a child of God, you have wisdom. Christ is your wisdom. We talked on that last week, that if you're a new creation, and that's the name I'm focusing on for this Total Life Transformation series. We've established all through these teachings the best way with which you can respond to the challenges facing you is to know who you are and respond to the problem like who you are. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And there are many ways to define that, but I'm staying with that definition we read in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that says, all things have passed away, all things have become new. You can replace old things in your life with new things. Old things refers to the sin nature, sickness, disease, poverty. You can replace it with righteousness, um, with, with prosperity, with health, and totally transform every aspect of your life that you need to transform or to get positive results in. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. Again, establishing that you have wisdom. But those that are called, both Jews and Greeks, to those that are called, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Of course, we are focusing on wisdom in this teaching. Christ is your wisdom. If you are in Christ and Christ is in you, you have wisdom. 
It's not a question of you not having wisdom. It's now about you walking in that wisdom, exercising yourself in that wisdom, using that wisdom against the things that are facing you in life. And there's something powerful about the wisdom of God I want you to understand this morning as we go on in this teaching. Luke chapter, one, chapter 11. I love what Jesus said here from verse 31. Luke eleven thirty-one. The queen of the south will rise up in judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. Man, I love that phrase. A greater than Solomon is here. He said in verse 32, The men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. Praise God. Jesus is talking to... It was, it was, talking about when he was preaching to those people and they were not responding to his message, he was telling them that I know who I am and I know what I carry. And it's important for you, new creation, to know who you are and what you carry. If you are born again, the wisdom of Christ is in you. And that wisdom is greater than the wisdom Solomon walked in. So then the wisdom I'm displaying, you may not appreciate it. And you know there will be people like that around your life that don't appreciate who you are and what you carry. Learn this lesson. Jesus is speaking here. The wisdom I have is greater than Solomon. He, he, re, he referenced Jonah. Jonah was powerful. He said, the impact that my ministry can make in your life is greater than the impact that Jonah made in his days. And if you know the story of Jonah, when Jonah prayed the Nineveh, it wasn't just men that repented. Even animals repented. The Bible said animals joined them in the fast. That was total, total impact in that city. Jesus is saying the, 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 the impact of what I carry is greater. Hallelujah. And that's why I want you to know. The wisdom you have as a new creation is the greater than wisdom. It's greater than any crisis that may face you. The wisdom you carry is greater than the crisis of COVID-19. If you will walk in the wisdom of God, you will rule and reign and win over this global crisis. First John 4 4. You have God, little children, and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's the capacity of what you carry, whether we are talking about the wisdom of God or the power of God or the favor of God. If it is an in Christ element or an in Christ commodity, it's always greater than. Hallelujah. It's always greater than. All we need to do is to know how to walk in it. Praise God. So I want to talk to you briefly this morning about what I call the color of wisdom. The color of wisdom. You see, spiritual things can be very abstract. They are spiritual. We can't see them physically. We can't smell them. We can't taste them. And sometimes when we tell people to walk in the wisdom of God or in the power of God, or all these spiritual things, righteousness, um, it's abstract to them. They, they just can't paint a picture of it. We were talking about love last month, and then we looked at 1 Corinthians 13, and we saw the qualities or the color of love, the things you can point to. If I'm walking in love, these things will be there. The same thing with wisdom. If you are walking in it, um, these things will be there. Let, let me also say this at this point. You see, we humans, and particularly in a culture like ours in Africa, we associate foolishness and wisdom with abuse and accolades. So if you call someone a fool, or you say someone is being foolish, the person will, 
will look at it, or people naturally look at it as if you're abusing them or you're pulling them down, but not God. When God uses the word foolishness or wisdom in the scriptures, he's only describing behavior. He's not, God is not an Osho, the boss conductor, saying your father, your mother, abusing you and all that. No. He's just describing your behavior. And he's describing your behavior to you with the hope that if you're on the wrong track, you can change and amend your ways. So go with me to James chapter 3. I want us to look at this text in a bit of detail this morning. The color of wisdom. How will I know when I'm walking in wisdom? How will I know? We, we quoted this text last week. Um, wisdom is justified by our children. I will come back to it in a minute. And in other words, at the end of the day, based on your results, um, we will know whether you are walking in wisdom or not. Well, we can't wait till the end of the day many times. You can't wait till the end of 2020 to know whether you are walking in wisdom for 2020. You can't wait till after COVID-19 is over to know whether you have been applying wisdom to attack COVID-19. Now that you are in the heat of the year and in the heat of the crisis, you need to know whether you are applying wisdom. So I don't want wisdom to be an abstract thing for you when we are talking about divine wisdom. And that's what I want us to look at very briefly this morning. Verse 13 of um, James chapter 3. Who is wise and understanding among you? That's an amazing statement. In other words, it's possible to be a Christian and not be wise. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness of wisdom. Take note of that phrase, the meekness of wisdom. Verse 14. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly, it is sensual, and it is demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and everything are there. But the wisdom that is from above, and that's the wisdom we're interested in, the wisdom from above, it is first of all pure, then it is peaceable, it is gentle, um, it is willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Praise God. Hallelujah. So th that text paints a picture for us gives us the color of wisdom. We, we can identify certain qualities that will be on display when and if we are walking, truly walking in divine wisdom. Notice in the text, first and foremost, there are different kinds of wisdom. There is the earthly or sensual wisdom, which is ultimately demonic. And by that, what the Bible means is if you are walking with the wisdom of this world, earthly wisdom, or wisdom that is dictated by your senses, what I can see, what I can feel, what I can reason out, the senses of human, um, the human being, ultimately Satan will be able to dominate you. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. But then there is the divine wisdom. Well, maybe I should say um, in Nigeria there are three kinds of wisdom. Recently on the internet we were, we were introduced to don't leave me wisdom. Of course, I'm just joking, so <laughs> don't leave me wisdom. That's not going to get you anywhere. It's good for entertainment and good for a good laugh. But in winning in life, don't, don't leave me wisdom will not help you. So it says there are two categories here, back, back to the word this morning. There is the wisdom from above, the heavenly wisdom, the new creation wisdom, the Christ wisdom. And then there is the earthly, sensual, and demonic wisdom. 
And of course, the admonition is for us to walk in the heavenly wisdom. And I want you to look at seven qualities there. If, if these things are, if you are addressing your marriage or your career or your spiritual life and you are introducing the wisdom of God, watch out for these seven qualities. Number one, he said, is meekness or humility. You can't be a proud person and be walking in divine wisdom. It doesn't go together. That's the first one. Meekness or humility. Second thing he said there in that text we read, it's not envious or self-seeking. Like I said last week, it's not because you saw something on social media. Ah, my friend is doing this. Me too, I can do it. Because you are envious of what your friend is doing. It may be wisdom for your friend or even your enemy or your competitor. But it may not be wisdom for you. Divine wisdom is not envious or self-seeking. It's not about promoting myself. Third thing he said is purity. If you are working in divine wisdom, you will not be doing shady things. Your story will not be that one day Dubai police or FBI will come and arrest you. You see, you can do earthly wisdom for those things and get results for a while. But ultimately it will fail and you will look foolish. It's pure. Purity. Third quality. Number fourth one, I love this one. It is peaceable. It is gentle. It is willing to yield. In other words, it's submissive. When you see anyone that is doing gra-gra, like we say in Nigeria, always not listen to anybody, you can be sure he's not functioning in divine wisdom. Number five, it's full of mercy. Full of mercy. We're ready to forgive people and give people another opportunity. Number six, it's full of good fruits. Wisdom is justified by our children. If you are walking in wisdom, you will see good results at the end of the day. And number seven, it's without partiality and hypocrisy. When you start applying another uh, matrix for a set of people and other people, you can be sure you're already deviating from divine wisdom. So as you are handling the issues that are facing you in the different aspects of your life, whether it's your marriage or your finances or your career, your ministry, your spiritual life, whatever it is, watch out that the things you are doing, these seven qualities are there. We're going to start with this one today. There are many other texts that give us the color of wisdom, but these are very powerful humility, not envious, and so on and so forth. Glory be to God. And that's how you can know whether you are applying divine wisdom truly. You are working in the wisdom. Wisdom that is coming from the word of God and wisdom that is being activated in your heart by the Spirit. Remember we said last week, the syllabus, the syllabus is the word of God. And the instructor is the Holy Spirit. If what you are using is coming from the word and it's being inspired by the Spirit of God, Watch out for these seven qualities. They will be there. And when they are not there, you can tell yourself, oh, I'm already deviating from wisdom. Let me begin to close this morning. I want to give you one more quality. Go with me to Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24, and I'll read from verse 3. Proverbs 24 and verse 3. Hallelujah. Somebody right where you are just declare that I have the wisdom of God. And just thank God. Thank you, Father, for the wisdom of God. Proverbs 24 and verse 3. Through wisdom, a house is built. And remember, we, we said this a few months ago. When we are talking about house, we're not just talking about a physical structure. We're talking about every aspect of your life, your marriage, your career. You build it with wisdom. And by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And this is where we are going this morning. Another color of wisdom a wise man is strong. Hallelujah. 
Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. For good measure, look at verse 10 with me, because this is the main point I want to give you as we wrap up this morning. Um, Proverbs 24.10, If you faint in the day of, of adversity, your strength is small. Remember I told us earlier on, a wise man is strong. So here's another color of wisdom. Here's another way you know if you are operating in divine wisdom, you will be strong. You will be strong. You will be strong spiritually. You will be strong emotionally. You will be strong mentally. You will be strong financially. Where weakness is on display, you can be sure the wisdom of God is not being operational. So, don't wait till you get to the end of the journey. Don't wait till you get to December 2020 to figure out that I'm working in divine wisdom or not. Watch out for all these colors and these qualities. And when you see they are not there, it's time for you to begin to go after wisdom. Like we said last week, get wisdom. Again, Luke 7.35, by wisdom is justified by our children. When you are not seeing these things on display, these are the children of wisdom or the fruits of wisdom, manifestations of wisdom, you can know the wisdom is not there. And you can begin to trust God for it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lift your hands with me again this precious morning. And just begin to thank God that you have that greater than wisdom. That like Jesus, a greater than Solomon is here. Hallelujah. In wisdom. The wisdom that I have in Christ Jesus. The new creation wisdom I have. It's greater than the wisdom Solomon displayed. Thank God that the impact the wisdom of God will make in your life will be greater than the impact Jonah made in Nineveh. Every area of your life that you need to bring under subjection and to rule and reign in, by the wisdom of God, you will be able to do it. Even the animals responded to Jonah's preaching. Glory be to God. And a greater than Jonah is here. Begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. Hallelujah. We give you praise, Father. We give you praise. We're going to go into a time of prayer because that's a big way to, to get wisdom. And like we established in, in the last few weeks, we, we are learning lessons from the wilderness church, the children of Israel, um, as they journeyed from Egypt to the promised land. That's a very good place to get wisdom from. We saw that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going to refer to that in a minute. Um, last week, the main thing we focused on to get wisdom, to lay hold on wisdom, is to pray. Um, James tells us that, James 1.5, if you lack wisdom, pray. So you can pray for wisdom. I want to give you another key this morning uh, on how to get wisdom. And it's a lesson you learn from the children of Israel. Uh, but, but before we go into it, let, let, let me ask you this question this morning. Um, and just reason with me, talking about this wilderness church that we see in the scriptures. How did a people, a generation that experienced all the amazing deliverance that God did for them in Egypt and the miracles they saw in that wilderness. How did they fail? How did they fail? Let me bring this home to where you are. How does the New Testament church that you and I belong in, with that we have the Holy Spirit living in us, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, we have the word of God. We have the name of Jesus that is higher than every other name that is in heaven and on earth, that will ever come. We have the power of God. We have the blood covenant. Dr. K is teaching about covenant in this season. We have the wisdom of God. 
how is it that we are not living up to our potential and fulfilling our purpose? And the, the obvious answer is we just need to walk in a higher dimension of wisdom. That wilderness church was foolish. I love what Paul said in that text when he was telling us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that they were our examples. He said in verse 12, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12. Let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. If you think you are walking in divine wisdom, check again. Check for the qualities. Check for the color. Because like that church, the wilderness church, we have so much that has been given to us. There's no reason why we should not be ruling and reigning in this world. And I want to remind you again of the errors they made. Number one, Psalm 106 verse 13. Look at it with me again this morning. They forgot the works of God. Watch foolishness. Number two, and this is what I want to focus on this morning. But I'll come back to that. The, 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 the other thing we had mentioned, we mentioned this last week. We said they tested God in the wilderness. Another error they made, another foolish thing they did was that they lost it exceedingly in the wilderness. But watch this today. This is the error I want us to learn from. They did not wait for the counsel of God. How foolish can you get? You are going through a tough season. You are going through a global crisis. And you are not wise enough to get the wisdom of God. They did not wait for the counsel of God. How do you get that counsel? Listen to what God said about them. Psalm 81. And this is what we're going to do today. Psalm 81. Verse 10. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth. And we are going to, I'm, I, will, I will feel it. Open your mouth and I will feel it. So you can pray for wisdom. That's one way to lay hold on God's wisdom. Second way you must understand is you can speak wisdom. Open your mouth and I will feel it. I want to apply that this way this morning. Open your mouth and I will feel it with wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 6. However, we speak wisdom among those that are mature. We speak wisdom. This is not really praying. It can be done in time of prayer. But it's not just about praying. We speak wisdom among those that are mature. Yet, not the wisdom of this age that is coming to, or not the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Hallelujah. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You want to lay hold on God's wisdom? You want to get wisdom? open your mouth and begin to speak. See, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 tells us that he that speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. How be it in the spirit he speaks mysteries? In, in 1 Corinthians 2 that we just read, he said we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So just begin to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. And that's what I want you to do today. For the next few minutes, lift your hands where you are. And please take a powerful prayer posture if you need to. If you want to sit down like I'm doing, that's okay. If you want to stand, stand. If you want to pay space, leave those hands. And then just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right where you are. Speak wisdom. Open your mouth. Let God fill it with wisdom. If you don't open your mouth, God cannot fill it with wisdom. You've heard us say a thousand and one times in this church, a closed mouth is a closed destiny. Open your mouth and let God fill it with wisdom for you. Speak wisdom. Speak wisdom. Come on, speak wisdom with me this morning. If you make a habit and a practice of speaking in other tongues regularly, the wisdom of God will always come to your heart and your mind.
you will always have the wisdom of God when you need it. I love what Jesus said in Luke 21. Keep praying with me this morning. Luke 21 from verse 14. Therefore, settle it in your heart not to meditate beforehand what you will answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom. I will give you a mouth and a wisdom. Open your mouth. Let God fill it with wisdom. I will give you a mouth and a wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Luke 6.45 A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Christ is in you, in abundance in your heart. You have the wisdom of God in your heart. But until you open your mouth and speak, it will never come out. Speak wisdom. That's how to get wisdom. That's how to lay hold on wisdom. For the different areas of your life. Oh yes, you have wisdom and you can save the city, but you are still poor. You need to speak wisdom. Particularly concerning that area of your life where there's poverty. Acts 6.10 I love the testimony of Stephen here. The Bible said they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. The wisdom and the spirit by which Stephen spoke. I will tell you if you will speak wisdom, COVID-19 will not be able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which you speak. Sickness and disease will not be able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which you speak. Nothing no walk of darkness, no, no power of Satan will be able to resist the wisdom by which you speak. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Come on, keep praying with me. Keep speaking with me this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God was telling the children of Israel in Psalm 81, if they had waited for his counsel and opened their mouth wide, trusting him for the wisdom to navigate that wilderness, he would have given it to them. Isn't it interesting that God will bring you through a situation? The Bible said God was the one leading them through that wilderness. But what he expected of them was to wait for his counsel. And I'm asking myself today, how many of us think we can navigate this COVID-19 global crisis by ourselves? That's foolishness. Every time you face a challenge that you don't know what to do, learn to speak wisdom. Open your mouth wide and trust God to fill your mouth with wisdom. Go back to that Psalm 81 with me as I close this morning. From verse 10, I am the Lord your God, and he is the Lord your God today, who brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. And we are saying he will fill it with wisdom. But watch what he said in verse 11, but my people will not heed my voice, and Israel will have none of me. You know, over and over again, we challenge people to get filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. Some people will not do it. So God told them in verse 12, so I gave them over to their own stubborn hearts, to walk in their own counsel. I could have given them counsel, but they won't do what I asked them to do, so I allowed them to walk in their own counsel. Verse 13, Oh, that my people will listen to me, that Israel will walk in my ways. I will soon have subdued their enemies 
and turn my hand against their adversaries. God will fight your battles for you when you learn to open your mouth and speak the wisdom he gives you. Verse 16, he would have fed them also with the finest of wheat and honey from the rock. I will have satisfied you. I pray for you that that will be your portion in this season. That as you open your mouth and speak wisdom by faith, trusting God to fill your mouth with wisdom, he will feed you with the finest of wheat. In this time of global economic crisis, he will feed you with the finest of wheat and he will give you honey from the rock and you will be satisfied. You and all your loved ones, you will get wisdom by speaking it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your wisdom, the greater than wisdom. Glory be to God. Very quickly, I want to pray for anyone that may be watching us, watching with us this morning that is not born again. You've not surrendered your life to Jesus. That's the best wise decision you can make. So just pray this simple prayer with me. Dear God in heaven, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I'm in need of salvation. Lord Jesus, I also acknowledge that you came and you died for me. You have become my wisdom. I receive you into my heart today. And I boldly declare that I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm a new creation. I have the wisdom of God. Christ is now my wisdom. I have the greater than wisdom. And by the help of the Spirit, I will speak it in every aspect of my life. If you pray that prayer with us, I want you to know God heard you and God has accepted you. There's a number on the screen. Please contact us. Let us know that you got born again. Just follow the instructions on the screen and we'll get in touch with you and we'll follow up with you. Oh, hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.